Good morning. Welcome to being aware of awareness practice. Three bells, as usual. One as soon as I'm done speaking. Uh, second midway through and the final bell an hour from now. So we begin as we always do by bringing awareness to where attention is. Attention may be up on thoughts, down in the body, some physical sensations. Some mood or some feeling or some tightness some heaviness, some lightness. Where is attention? And if attention has not landed on breath yet, see if we can include breath and in what attention is on. So in these initial minutes, we're just allowing attention to kind of come home to steady. Or if attention is not doing that, we can steady our looking behind attention and just watch it go out and come back and see if that's available to take up residence, as John Kabat-Zinn says, in this present moment, as this present moment, including any sense we may have that we're some separate self or a body or a personality or a me. We're not trying to get rid of any of it. We are very interested in noticing the entirety of the content of our awareness right now. And to bring acceptance to whatever we find. Radical acceptance, right? Acceptance not based on what it is or if it's preferred or if it's been here before, if it feels good or bad. Just acceptance by virtue of the fact that it is. 
acceptance based on the fact that life has seen fit to bring this to our awareness, to this experience. And that includes accepting that something in us doesn't accept it. Can we accept that? Can we accept all that is playing out? Accept everything that is here. And can we accept the lack of everything? It might be something that we would really like to be here. It's not here today. Did not materialize. There might be a disappointment or a loss or a grief. Some inner sense that this just shouldn't be like this. Can we accept that? Or... Can we accept that we don't accept it yet? We may never accept it. Can we accept that? Some months passed. Many of us had a chance to sit with Dorothy Hunt. A weekend that was called Intimacy with the Infinite, which he kept pointing us to, is that only we can be internally divided against the present moment, against our experience. And concurrently, only we can be undivided. And to be undivided from the present moment, including everything, excluding nothing. Is moving in the direction of truth, moving into being intimate with the infinite. So whatever is here, can we allow that? Check to see, can we accept that?
Can we notice whether there's any internal divisions to this present moment? And maybe just soften them a little bit, meet our limit, just rest, accept there's a limit, accept the state, whether it be emotional or physical, even spiritual. It is what it is for right now. Is it available to adopt an attitude of being open, being curious, and truly not knowing what anything's for, even this? This too, this too. And we notice that there's a, there's a presence here, an awareness that does not accept some things and then reject others. Mind may come in and have some commentary, some preferences, some programming, some reactive energy. But our essence, this alive, alert awareness, has already let it come in. 
it is here. Something has already said yes at a very fundamental level before mind even got a chance to react or respond. Life brought something and life will take something. And we are the noticer, we notice that. And notice that we are always noticing that our essential being is always present. As Rupert Spira puts it, we are the light, pure knowing. We are the knowingness. It can take the form of knowing this or knowing that, but we're not, we're not the this or the that. We can't be, the this and the that constantly comes and goes. We don't have an experience of ourselves coming and going. It's just not our direct experience. Our direct experience is that we are continuously knowing the content of whatever life's bringing whatever this experience is. And this experience is always a temporary one. All experience is temporary. Some more temporary than others. But we, we are not temporary. We are the constant that witnesses the temporary.
when we look right at this light of pure knowing. Maybe to help us keep attention, we ask ourselves, what is it made of? What is the what is the substance? What is the stuff? What is this awareness, this knowingness, this presence? We look right at it and see if we can determine. if we can determine any substance to it. So mind can only find objects. Mind loves object focus. It can't find the subject within which objects arise because mind is an object. Mind has a beginning and an end. It's the movement of thought. So when a thought's present, we say there's a mind when thought's not present, say, where's the mind? The experience of a mind arises and falls in us, in awareness, in the light of pure knowingness. We don't have a constant experience of having a mind. Likewise, we talk about having egos. And I can certainly feel egoic energy when it's present. But there is no object called ego. Ego is not a constant. But we can objectify it and say, my ego, is it, is it really yours? And, and if so, where is it? If right now, where is it? If it's, if it's here, you can find it, you're here. Well, I guess we start with that. Are you here? Don't any doubt that you're here. No. So now, Let's find ego. Let's find this my ego. It's a really powerful thing to claim and we're gonna get the experience of everything we claim. Can we find ego right now in our direct experience?
So depending on the next thought that comes, it may have a sense of an ego. And we just watch to see if that comes and goes or if that stays. We just notice the coming and the going of what we often call mind or ego or thought.
So we're just noticing whether we can notice the arising of a thought, the movement of mind, that then gets labeled ego, and gets labeled my ego. And as soon as you have a my ego, you have a me. You have a separate self. So now you're two layers in. What sees that? How do you know there's the movement of mind? How do you know there's what's called ego? There's this pronoun my. What sees that? What knows that? No thought can think itself. It doesn't have that kind of power. Thought's just an object. All thought needs a knower or a thinker or a noticer. All thought arises in the light of pure knowing. And which one sticks around? Which one is permanent and which one is temporary? And which one gets all the attention? The one that's temporary or the one that's permanent? And do we want to switch that up? Our true desire is to know truth. It makes sense that at some point, more attention is going to be given to what points to truth permanent less attention to what's temporary to what is perpetually impermanent and we allow attention to come home and rest Ramana Maharshi said, we sink the mind into the heart, the heart of awareness.
So we're just noticing where attention is, where it goes, and what notices that. Which one is temporary and fleeting? And which one is stable and permanent? And we're really willing to watch. Thoughts are not a problem at all. And in fact, they help us orient to what we want to pay attention to. What we pay attention to grows. If we pay attention to the thoughts that flip by, we'll get the experience of the thoughts. If we pay a little more attention to what notices, we will enlarge and enliven the experience of that, the knowing of that, that will grow. So what do we want to grow today? Can we notice attention lands on something? And the mind goes, oh, I don't like this. This isn't preferred. Are we a slave to that? Do we just click right off? Do we just, just instantly push that away? Or can we stay and notice that we are what notices? That doesn't come and go. That's not affected by the reactions and the repulsions and the conditioning of mind. And we stay in presence, 
undivided to the fullness of our experience. and discern within that where we want to put attention. And we notice when we are entertaining internal divisions to our experience, when we're enlivening them with our attention, when we're believing that something must be pushed away, gotten rid of, or more needs to be gotten, There's these lack beliefs that are running. We need we definitely need more of something or definitely need less of something. We notice that energy, that energy in motion, that emotion. And we notice that, we notice that we are the light of pure knowing. And can we will to be undivided? To be intimate. with this infinite presence. Maybe we just check to see if this awareness, this light of pure knowing has a boundary, has a condition under which it's present. And if a different condition is here, there would be no light, there would be no pure, there'd be no knowingness. Is there a place where awareness is not? can notice awareness is in the body. Awareness can penetrate any place, can it? Like we can put awareness right now on our right toe, just by sheer intention. We can put it in our left ear. We are not in our right toe or our left ear. We are what notices attention goes there. And awareness doesn't have to pick, right? Awareness could be in the right toe, the left ear, and the right arm all at once. Awareness can say, I'm going to permeate the whole body with awareness. I'm going to permeate the whole room right up to the walls 
the floor, the ceiling, and if we're outside, right up to the wall we're up against. And we can notice whether awareness ever stops up to the sky, beyond the clouds. Does awareness stop the atmosphere? Deep space, where does awareness stop? Light years away, galaxies, the whole shebang, the all. Where is awareness not? And where are you? What do you choose to claim as you? There's an aspect of you that just went out to deep space and beyond. And there's an aspect of you sitting in a chair, laying on a bed or whatever surface you're on. What is it that comes and goes? And what is it that's always present and in fact boundless, limitless, infinite? If you look in a mirror right now, you look at the body, would you, would you say you've always had that body? Or has the body been changing your whole life? But if you look with inward focus, would you say you've always had this awareness, this light of pure knowingness? Or has that changed and gone through so many different iterations and emanations? What's the constant? What's the changeful? And what are we identifying as?
read a quote by Margaret Coble. She writes, now there is really nothing but this ocean of love. And you are one with it. No dualism, no separation, no otherness, just this unconditional love, peace, and bliss. Do not settle for anything less. Resolve to be vigilant, to catch yourself again and again whenever you are out of this experience. This is your home, your reality. Let not the mind deceive you away from it. Let nothing interfere with it. You find yourself in some other level of experience, return yourself to where you belong, namely into love, oneness, blessedness, changeless identity.
now there is really nothing but this ocean of love. And you are one with it. Maybe we just watch to see if mind wants to have a movement of thought that says that's not so, that you are separate, that you are not one with this ocean of love. Can we catch it in the act? Instead of hoping that it's true someday, can we notice what stops the continual experience of it right now? The only thing that could stop the continual experience of it right now is a thought. the movement of mind that which claims it's not so not for you not right now not yet not today not this moment a better later moments coming just not this one maybe we just stop and look right at whatever that thought of separation is. Can we catch it? Maybe it's just in the body, like a big heavy dread, or can we just be willing to sit and notice what rises to counter Margaret Coble's declaration of our truth? Now there really is nothing but this ocean of love. And you are one with it. NTI says faith is made up of two components, right? The first is where we put our attention. Are we going to put it on thought? Are we going to put it on what sees the thought?
What is our true desire? What do we desire? What will we put attention on? Faith is driven by desire. And it's fueled by belief. What are we willing to believe is true? What are we not willing to believe is true? So it comes down, faith comes down to desire. What do we want to put attention on? And belief, what are we willing to believe is true? What are we putting our faith in, our attention on, our willingness to believe? How quickly do we accept or reject in the form of, I take it back. Whatever thought comes in that says it's not so. That we are not one with this ocean of love. Intrinsically, inherently. And the fact that we are divine expression. By the fact that the truth within us is the light of God, the light of source, the light of creation. Spire calls it the light of, we are the light of pure knowing. Who lit the light? What sourced this light? What we know is that we didn't make it. And what we know is we don't know anyone who did make it. And what we know is there must be some source of it, and it is not us. And it is not anyone or anything that we know in our experience in this world. And then it must come from another dimension of consciousness, to say the least. One more time with Mar Margaret Coble. Now, 
there is really nothing but this ocean of love and you are one with it. No dualism, no separation, no otherness. Just this unconditional love, peace, and bliss. Do not settle for anything less. Resolve to be vigilant, to catch yourself again and again whenever you are out of this experience. This is your home, your reality, capital H, capital R. Let not the mind deceive you away from it. Let nothing interfere with it. If you find yourself in some other level of experience, return yourself to where you belong, namely into love, oneness, blessedness, changeless identity. Thank you.